Hey guys, it's a raven and a honey badger, and today's topic is family. <laughs> and <laughs> we're gonna talk about the similarities and differences in our families. Um, no two families are ever the same, but I always find it interesting to talk to people. As as depressing as it sounds, I always find it interesting to talk <laughs> to people who have dads to get an idea of it. Well, every dad's different, as we all know. Yeah. But I have a mom and a dad. They are both still in my life and still married. And an older brother. And I'm the youngest for that. And I have two cousins that are really big in my family on my mom's side. And then two cousins on my dad's side. And my grandparents on both sides. So both my grandparents are still very much alive, which is kind of odd, as sad as that sounds. Because most of my family, most of my like friends growing up didn't have their grandparents. I only have a grandma. Yeah. I guess guys are just absent. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was a bad joke. Um, I am the second middle child. I have an older sister who is the oldest. Then I have an older brother who came second. I came third. And I have a younger sister from my mother. Um, I do not have a dad. Um, even though all of my siblings do. <laughs> uh and then my mom has her biological mother alive um she's still alive and kicking is she the one that's a <clears throat> yeah bigger um and then my mom is second the last youngest out of 10 kids so my mom has nine brothers and sisters mm -hmm. um so that's interesting. I could never. Nope. But yeah, um, I have a crap ton of cousins and second cousins and so on and so forth. Um, and then I have two nephews and a niece. I have a nephew and a niece. So technically, if you want to be technical, they're not really my nephew and niece, but they think of me as something more than just a cousin because I'm always around. To so. your cousin's kids? Yeah. They still call me Shawnee. They don't call me Aunt or anything. And I do not want anyone to ever call me Aunt. Even my brother's kids. I told him that. I was like, I'm not Auntie. I will not be an Aunt. I will be Shawnee. I just don't think that suits me. That's just me, though. My sister named her daughter after me. Um, so she's little Adri. And then I'm Adri. And how my sister spelled it is actually Adri. Like my nickname with two E's. And then hyphen Anna. Aw. So it's pretty similar to how I spell it, just with an extra E. Um, which is ironic that... So my mom decided last minute to name me Adriana. It's actually my middle name. I go by my middle name. She decided that middle name last second because of a song she heard while she was pregnant with me and in labor and whatnot. But what I think is funny about it is the fact that my mom's name is Anna. So Adrian and Anna... And when we get in arguments, she goes, Adri, and I go, Anna, <laughs> Adriana, stupid little joke there. Um, but growing up, uh, I was the baby because I'm nine years older than the youngest. So I was the baby for the first nine years of my life. Um, my big sister was around a lot, but my older brother kind of wasn't. My older brother lived with my grandmother and his dad and stuff. Um, so... I I saw him every now and then, 
but I mainly was around my older sister whenever she moved in with us because she lived with her grandmother and dad too for a while. So eventually she moved out to Tennessee with us and she was around a lot. Um, and then me and Sierra have lived together our whole lives until I graduated and moved out. Um, it was weird growing up not having a dad just for the fact that at the time everybody else their parents were either still together or separated but the dads were still usually involved in their life mm -hmm. um nine times out of ten they were still involved or they at least knew who their dad was the harder times for me were was father's day um so usually even to this day like it doesn't bother me as much anymore but on father's day i usually stay off of facebook reasonable just in case i am in a like a sentimental type vibe yeah. my uncle and my little sister's dad were father figures to me so i mean it's not like i'm completely without father figures and then isaac's dad has adopted me too so i have a dad and that's it in that sense just not biologically yeah i have a biological father <laughs> he's a real mother trucker <laughs> i love him he's a good dad to a certain extent He's like any other dad. He's very stern. He's very one-track minded in the sense of it's his way or the highway. Growing up, I was 110% a daddy's girl until I got to about, I'd say about 10, 11. And then after that, it just we didn't have a relationship after that. And then I would say about when I turned 17, 18, when we went overseas for my senior graduation, I finally developed a, a relationship with him and we're pretty okay right now. Still cannot talk to that man about certain subjects without him getting all pissy. So I just kind of avoid those subjects. I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> but having a dad's not bad and it's not great. It's kind of like you just you learn to coexist with him. In my personal opinion, I have learned to coexist with my father. And do I trust my father? Yes. Obviously. Because the last situation I was in, he's like, I just got a gut feeling something ain't right. And I was like, okay, well, I'll listen to you, I guess. Plus, everyone else screaming at me didn't help anything. But, I mean, I wouldn't say it was... My parents really didn't... I don't want to make them sound bad. They were good parents. They made sure I had a roof over my head, clothes on my bag, food in my stomach. Like, they did anything I, like, anything I needed. But when it came to, like, father-daughter dances, I never asked my dad because he always said he hated dancing. So I never asked him. But then my mom's like, well, why didn't you ask your father? I'm like, he hates dancing. Why would I ask him? He, will, he won't go with me. Because he hates dancing. And then he got really pissy because I remember I cut my hair. So I used to have like really long hair before I did now, obviously. And I cut it to my shoulders. And evidently it really just like upset him because he would brush my hair. But it wasn't short enough that he couldn't brush it still. And my mom said that it was like a click in his head that I was no longer his little girl. I was like, what the fuck was I supposed to do? Stay a baby for the rest of my life? And I get it, it's sentimental, but it is what it is. That's what it's like having a dad. And not having, not being able to have a boyfriend for Lord knows how long. And then every time you get a boyfriend, him being pissy about it. And wanting to show off his uh, 100 point at the gun range. You know, that little plastic or like little paper piece. He wanted to hang that up on the wall. And me and mom were like, go for it, do it. We have nothing to lose. Well, my mom picked up the father roles in a sense. I would believe it. The best that she could, at least. Um, 
my mother's is a very <laughs> I love her, but she's high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we were gonna say it. Um, my mother is very high maintenance, and I mean that in like a very respectful. She knows where her standards are. Yeah, like she's not like obnoxious type of high maintenance. It's kind of a part of her personality. Like people use high maintenance as like a negative term, and when mm. I mean when I'm saying it, I'm not meaning it as a negative term. No, like when I first met your mom, I thought she was bougie, and I'm I mean like that's not a bad thing. I was like, oh well, she obviously takes care of herself finer things yeah. and, and yeah she knows what she wants mm-hmm. she takes care of herself and, and she wears really nice things <clears> and <throat> she always smells great because i mean she's obsessed with, like bath and body works that's where i got my bath and body works obsession oh, from honor and king sam that is that is one uh i guess <laughs> girlier trait i did get from my mom was my obsession with bath and body works because she used to that used to be our little date thing we would go to bath and body works like once a month and She'd let me do the like buy three get two one free or whatever. Yeah. Um. But there for a while. It's weird to explain. My mom has always treated me differently than my other siblings. How did you act differently though? Yeah, I I grew up very young. I was I was very mature for my age, the whole time all throughout my childhood. Um. And we we did go through some experiences that most people don't go through in their lifetime so i feel like that created i guess a really strong bond together to where no matter how how upset we get with each other we always kind of have that understanding on the back burner of why each other say what we say or why we do what we do yeah um people are surprised though when they meet my mom like if they've known me for a, a good while and they get a sense of my personality <laughs> and then they meet my mother they're like are you sure you're all, y'all are related <laughs> um I, my mom did the best that she could like you said she she was a pretty pretty great parent overall i think in the circumstances that was thrown to her or given to her i think she did pretty good mm-hmm. in my personal opinion like looking from the inside out i think you're a great person i think your little sister's a great person brother's questionable but he also didn't really live with you guys yeah. <laughs> i have not met your big sister yet no mm-hmm. so. which i still think that's weird because it's normally but the opposite with all my friends they <laughs> met my big sister and say. never met my older brother i'm just different i'm built different is it great timing great timing <laughs> um but my little sister though she kind of she was always kind of my reason for continuing because anybody who knows me knows i'm very open about my mental health especially when i was younger i i did not have the best mentality um i did do self-harm like i said in some of our earlier um podcasts i i did do self-harm and i have called the suicide help hotline and everything but the only thing that really kept me sane in a sense or held me to earth was my younger sister i've always kind of viewed her as a child and that might be why i don't want children and i don't mean that as in like i don't hate children that's not it i just feel like i've already done my part i've already raised a kid is what it feels like yeah because i changed her diapers i fed her i taught her right from wrong i was there when she cried i was there when she was happy um even now she knows she can come and talk to me about anything there's no judgment I try to help her when I can. So I feel like my little sister and I have like the strongest bond 
Between you and the rest of the siblings? Mm -hmm. Between us and the siblings and between us and the rest of the family. Like, out of everybody in the family, I feel like me and her have a stronger bond. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, me and my mom have a strong bond, too, of course. I'm not saying we don't. Just me and Sierra have, like, a really, I guess. It's different. Yeah. Um, I would do anything for that kid. That's that's my little sister. Mm, You'd be somebody's ass. I I will (laughs) some ass for my little sister. I can't say the same about my brother and me personally. I think me and my brother have a pretty good relationship considering that we didn't really argue or fight as kids, but in high school, we were polar opposites. And we're still polar opposites to this day. He is nothing like me and I'm nothing like him. And yes, we're completely different people because you're supposed to be. We have some commons and we think alike on some things, but like, other than that, I mean, it's honestly like living with a roommate. <laughs> it sounds bad, but it's like living with a roommate. And now that he works where I work, no one believes that he, like, I'm like, I asked my brother, you know, he works he works there now. And they're like, that's your brother? I'm like, yes, I know. He looks nothing like me, but here we are. But that's the thing, though. If I was a dude, I would live like my brother. 110%. I see the similarities between y'all, but that's just because I, yeah, I'm around you all the time and I know what your <laughs> face looks like. Now, your brother is a less flattering version of you and i mean that respectfully to your brother you ain't gotta be respectful be all right <laughs> um he doesn't take anything to heart normally my older sister uh our relationship questionable sometimes well when we were younger mm-hmm. we loved each other of course but i think that um since we hadn't been around each other a lot growing up, because she's exactly 10 years older than me. She was born August 6th of uh, 87, and I was born August 21st of 97. So she's almost, like, she's like a week and a half to the date of 10 years older than me. So when she started living with us, I want to say I was about three or four. So she would have been out 13, 14. So she was a teenager. Yeah. Um, and my brother is only a few years younger than her. He's only like two or three years younger than her. So there's not too much of an age gap from them. But between me and her, there was a big age gap. Um, so we, it was, it was kind of hard to bond together, I guess. But the older she got and the older I got, the more we were able to connect more, I guess, since I was, like I said, I grew up really young. I, I, was, yeah. I matured really fast as a kid. So I guess slowly we built up. A good relationship as adults we're great like we get along well if she needs me i'm there if, if i need her she's there so as adults i feel like our relationship's a lot better than it was when we were younger because mm-hmm. i'm not going to say says situations you know situations know situations um out of respect to her i'm not going to say yeah. those situations things were happening stuff happened but now that we're older um especially when i became a teenager me and her talked a lot about what happened about what happened we we both reached an understanding and and we both i guess yeah we both like forgave each other for things that had happened and that and that's another thing that's happened between me and my mom as i became an an adult that's the thing about parents we we forget that they're people too yeah we think that they're superman and superwoman when we're growing up in reality they're they're i can remember my mom and my dad getting into arguments to the point where my mom would be in the closet crying. Mm-hmm. And I would always blame myself because nine out of ten times it would be over because I didn't do what my dad said. 
and my dad's a very don't ask questions i'm the parent like i shouldn't have to explain to you why so that's you know like a military kind of dude he's not from the military by any means but he was raised by someone who was in military and so that he he was raised by older people so he took on the older generation and then my mom was like okay well this is why you need to do it and this is why i'm asking you to do it completely different completely different parenting strats just saying but i, I hated it i hated seeing my mom cry i think i only saw my dad cry like maybe once and that was when my grandpa finally got diagnosed with what he has other than that though i never seen that man cry a day in my life yet yet well as as an adult because we work with adults every day and we have our little adult like problems problems and we have friendships at work like for instance shirley okay oh i love shirley <laughs> well she she's old enough to be our grandmother she is and we have a good solid relationship but she's a parent she's mm -hmm. a grandparent that's how our parents are they're our parents are regular people and i the older i've gotten the more i've understood that and that's what i try to like remind my siblings of because they make mistakes too they're not perfect mm -hmm. and just because you're a parent doesn't mean you know your entire like you're right or wrong you're just doing the best that you think is right mm -hmm. and even then sometimes it's it's hard to do the right thing and mm -hmm. i feel like as children no matter how old we are as children we forget to remember that our parents are people too now that doesn't justify everything no because there are some parents who have awful parenting but i think it is important to remember that they're human just like us they're going to make mistakes they're not perfect and i and i think i finally reached a point where i understood my family members like my my mom i understand my mom and my older siblings i understand them do i agree with everything that they do and say mm. no but I don't know. I don't really hold grudges anymore like I did when I was younger. When I was younger, I w I always wondered why, like not just me getting in trouble. Yeah. That's not what I mean. I mean like in general, why do I get treated differently? Why don't I have both parent figures? Mm -hmm. Why do my older siblings not like me, I guess, and were mean to me? The older I got, I was like, okay, well they're people this situation isn't permanent and if i keep holding on to this anger of how i was treated or what i went through i'm not going to end up being the best version of myself that i can be mm -hmm. and i feel like that's important for kids who grew up in not the best situations, situations. help them grow into better people because if we hold on to that anger and stuff, it's it's gonna make us be very depressed and very... Yeah, I understand the whole, like, don't hold on to it in the sense, but I personally don't think you should forget it. Don't forget it, no, but I'm, I'm, don't hold on to it and make it your, like, life goal or whatever. Like, vengeance? I think vengeance is ridiculous. Yeah, there's really no sense in, in revenge. It doesn't make anyone happy, and in the end, it just hurts both of the parties. Nine out of ten times. If you have to cut off family members, fine. Cut them off. If it, if it does not help you grow into your best version of yourself, then yeah, cut them off. But, to an extent, I feel like, yeah, don't forget what they did to you, 
but in some situations it's good to i guess in a sense forgive and move on yeah because that's another reason why i wanted to work on because me and my mom like we've always had each other's backs but we've never gotten along all the time which no (laughs) parents do but me and my mom really did not get along when i was younger best that i can say is that it took her getting sick for me to realize okay maybe i should make amends with her well i can yeah because she she got really sick in there for a while it, it like really spooked me mm-hmm. especially with my little sister like my little sister going through that i didn't want her to go through that alone yeah so i made up with my mom um and we're we're on way better terms now we actually get along pretty well considering um the almost all the situations that you have both been in mm-hmm. and like put each other in essentially mm-hmm. i have always wondered though what it would be like if i did have a, a father in the picture because i'll like watch my little sister and her dad and my mom all like converse essentially and i find it interesting or like friends i'm gonna go ask my mom okay mom says yes what about dad dad says no okay what are we gonna do in that situation i hated having to do that that's another thing my parents done quite often i'll go ask go ask your dad go ask your mom well mother truckers both of you are telling me to ask each other give me an answer that's that's honestly what what most people that have both parents now i think a majority of all my friends all had divorced parents i think there was only maybe one or two that actually had both their parents and i didn't really i don't that sounds stupid i don't see it as a privilege because i have both parents i think it's not necessary to have both parents but i'm happy that i do to an extent i wouldn't be who i was if my dad and mom didn't raise me but at the same time it's just you know it's not really i grew up with it so i don't really say i'm going to take advantage of it but I definitely couldn't see myself just being raised by my mom or just being raised by my dad. That's because I was raised with both of them. And if they both decided right now to get a divorce, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know how I react. Most of my friends had divorced parents or their parents were still together. And then a few of my friends' parents have had died. There were only maybe one or two that didn't know their dad like me. Um... But like I said, the hardest times were always Father's Day. Yeah. Um, also, father-daughter dances, like you said. Yeah. Or um, appreciation posts. See, my problem is Grandparents' Day. See, so like I have a, a pretty pretty good relationship with my mom's mom and dad. Um, especially my grandpa on that side. Like we have a pretty decent relationship. Like I do not want that man to ever see me in a situation i can't get myself out of because of how like of a great person and my grandpa my dad's side i see him in that light to a certain degree but they did not understand me as a, as a teenager remotely <laughs> they just didn't and i understand they're they're baby boomers they're not gonna understand me remotely mm-hmm. so my only problem is like my cousins my my cousins on my dad's side so my aunt's kids they didn't have a dad growing up that was something that we really didn't think about but it changed them especially the way he left it changed them 
like a lot and so my grandparents would baby them and they would give them a lot of attention and they would get all these presents and they would get to go to the mall and when we would go me and Caden we would have to go wherever they wanted to go or we'd have to eat wherever they wanted to eat and it's like me and my brother were just kind of there we weren't even a part of the group I remember my mom I cried to my mom because all I wanted was my grandma to go with me and do something just us because she never just took me anywhere and I was like she just doesn't like me mom like I just don't know how else to explain it she doesn't like me I'm not her favorite I, she just doesn't want to pay any attention to me she doesn't want to create a relationship with me and my mom called my dad <laughs> and I mean my mom went mama bear I mean she went mama bear she's like you better tell your mom right now that my daughter's crying because of so so and so and it's not because like i was jealous because of the attention and yes they did need more of parent figures than i did by all means it was just the fact that she wasn't even trying on her end and he wasn't trying on his end to even remotely try and understand mm -hmm. like they were just I, when i told them when i straight up came out i was like i was like i'm gothic so i wore black like nine out of ten times when i was a preteen. I, I wore black and I was like I'm gothic they would shut me down They're like no you're not no you're not no you're not you're not gothic you're not gothic and I was like okay and then when I told her honestly I was depressed no you're not depressed you can't be depressed you have a great life she made me feel so guilty for the way that I was feeling and I already felt guilt because of the way I was feeling and she just added on top of it and I know she didn't mean to now because now we have a great relationship like she calls me whenever she just wants to complain about something that my cousin's done i mean now we have a good relationship my only thing is like i can't have a relationship with my grandpa now because he's not mentally here so he remembers me as that gothic rebellious child and i remember him as a very stern preacher so i'm gonna sound like an asshole i'm probably not gonna cry when he passes now when my grandma passes, I'm probably gonna ball like a baby. But if he passes, I'm gonna be thankful because he's gonna go in peace and he's not gonna be in the situation he's in right now, which is a vegetable essentially. Because mm -hmm. he's he's mentally not here anymore. Relationships in general and family can become so toxic so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I hate me and you both agree that we hate that saying that family's thicker than water or whatever. Well, everybody says that uh, blood, like blood, blood is thicker than water, is the term that everybody says nowadays. But the thing is, that's the shortened version of the real phrase, which is the blood of the coven is thicker than the water of the womb, which means the bonds you form in your life are stronger than the ones you were born into. Mm -hmm. Is what the original phrase is supposed to mean. <laughs> they cut it short to get their way. Mm -hmm. because families do and i don't want to sound like an answer but family most families do want control of like their little immediate family mm -hmm. and um mm -mm. well that's partially the reason why i don't have that sense of needing grandparents yeah because i've only met my grandmother maybe four times four or five times in my life well see i also i would get like when we went to herman springs i would drop like my mom my mom would drop us off at my grandparents hardware store so like the mm -hmm. hardware store in harmony springs is like 100 percent part of my childhood see i can tell you harmony springs layout like the back of my hand because of how many times my cousins and me 
would walk or we would go to Vita's or we would go to Melvin's or we would walk up to the bank just because there was a dog or something there. I mean, the relationships that we built as kids isn't the same now because we are adults. Mm -hmm. And I'm not calling anyone out, but one of my cousins on my dad's side has made so many mistakes. And personally, I have cut her off because of the mistakes she has done. I'm not about to pull it up into my life. It's too much for me. I've cut off two of my aunts, great aunts, on my mom's side because of how toxic they are. I mean, they would make me feel terrible about my weight. They made me feel terrible about how I looked. They would say, oh, your mom was a beauty when she was a kid. What happened to you? It's like, well, okay, motherfucker, I have another completely different human being genetics with me. And my mom even went off on one of them because she did call me fat straight to my face. And I was 12 years old in yellow pants. And I mean, I was having fun. I was 12. I didn't know what the fuck weight and stuff was. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I haven't honestly had a good relationship with my great aunts since they tried to flip everything around and make me seem like a bad guy. And I was like, well, bye. This is end. I don't like toxic family members if you are toxic to me or try and make it seem like i'm the one reason that you are doing the stuff you're doing no you can just pack your bag and get out i'm not doing it. well to give you an idea of how much <laughs> my family don't fuck with each other <laughs> the, only, this one. the only people that i have ever had a relationship with and that i talk to is my mm -hmm. mother my 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 big sister and my little sister definitely mm -hmm. i, I kind of would count my brother because we do have somewhat of an understanding even though almost every time we talk we argue yeah um and then my uncle and then maybe one of my cousins the uncle here uncle mm -hmm. okay just making sure those are the only people that i've ever really had a relationship with in my family we used to have massive gatherings like i remember thanksgiving and christmas as a kid and like the whole family would come massive like i have a huge family i think that's one of the reasons why i don't want kids is because of how many kids i remember seeing at these gatherings and at weddings and all this stuff but it was massive i couldn't tell you everyone that was there i know i'm related to probably half of macon county no like i'm not trying to sound like we're inbreds but there's a shit ton of people i'm related to here because we all like all of us are born and raised in macon county and most of us don't leave well, there's think a about few it. of us that have left but think about it i have nine aunts and uncles and i only talk to one of them and only really know one of them you want like my grandpa he was um the eldest of 13 kids i talked to one of them and that's my aunt kitty and i love my aunt kitty she is the youngest she is the baby she is legit only four years older than my dad who is my my, <laughs> my grandpa's oldest son she's only four years older than him if i'm not mistaken that's how big that family was. And my great-grandma America, she loved me. She was 88 when she died. So she was just, she, she died right there at the end of me almost discovering that I was into black and I liked all the creepy stuff. But she still, she called me her troll because of how fluffy my hair is. And my mom used to put a jewel in my belly button. Don't, don't, don't judge it. Okay, listen, I thought it was cute. I liked it. So we would put a little jewel there. She would call me her little troll. I love that woman. She was the nicest woman you were ever going to meet. I never got to meet my grandpa on that side. I got to meet my great-grandma, Lowhorn. I got to meet her. 
she was a six foot something woman let me tell you she's a tall ass woman and i remember them talking so bad about great grandpa lohorn because he was he was a beautiful shit he'd beat the hell out of my grandma she would never divorce him though she just kicked him out they get out never divorced that's one thing I'm glad about that my mom isn't like her mom because I would have had a lot worse problems. <laughs> a lot worse problems. I think my mom overall did pretty great for what she was given. Yeah. She surpassed all the things that should have held her back. And has she always made the best choices? No. But Ooh. none of us have. I've definitely not made all the best choices. <laughs> But for what she was given, I feel like she managed pretty well because even though I am still gothic, um, I like how you say gothic <laughs> because I don't like titles, but you're a lady goth. But I know everybody likes to have a title for something. If I had to pick a title for myself, I would say gothic or alternative. I would prefer alternative, but I'll accept gothic. Um, even though I didn't turn out how a lot of people would have wanted me to turn out i feel like i turned out pretty great in a sense of i never got in trouble i've never been to jail other than when i worked there um i've never done drugs i've never i don't have any addictions i yeah. like i turned out pretty pretty well considered um and it's funny because each of my siblings we have all turned out differently and gone through different yes. things like completely polar opposite. But then you also got to think of the age gap, how old your mom was, and what was going around the scenario at the time. Mm -hmm. so that's something I was thinking about earlier. My mom had her first child when she was about sixteen, seventeen, and two or three late, uh, two or three years later, she had my brother. My brother is third, turning thirty-two this year, and my big sister just turned thirty-four, so two years different. And then my mom was twenty-seven when she had me, and thirty-six when she had Sierra. So. There is a, quite a big jump between all of us. Her oldest, my mom is 52. Her oldest is 34. Her youngest is 15. It's quite a big cab. Okay. She doesn't look like she's 52. Either. She doesn't. Respect to you. <laughs> you don't look your age, man. <laughs> Which, thankfully, I'm pretty sure I have her genetics on that part because growing up, everybody thought I was older. And now that I'm getting older, everybody thinks I'm younger. I still think it's funny people think you're older than me. Everyone thinks I'm older than you. It's because of the cigarettes and the alcohol. <laughs> you don't look that old, though. If anything, I think we look the same age. I don't know. I mean, it may be because we're asking people that work there, and I'm a complete, like, I don't want to say I'm a complete different person. I definitely act more mature when I'm there than I am with you, because I look like a fucking immature little child when I'm with you. Like, if we're just being 110%. I act like the mom. <laughs> And I, I just act like a completely different person when I'm at that location. I just always do. But that's because I have people I have to look out for. And mm -hmm. I feel like I'm the leader or I'm like the head poncho. Then I've, I've got to do what I got to do. I love the looks you get when I, that people give us whenever we're talking to each other at work. <laughs> it's questionable. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back... I don't wish my childhood any differently. And that's weird to say as an adult because if teenage me heard yeah, that... It would have been like, yeah, I wish I could change this, this, and this, and you'd have a whole list. Yeah, like, 
if if my teenage self heard me just say that that i wouldn't change anything <laughs> she'd be like bitch what the fuck you talking Look about out. help me <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i wouldn't change anything as weird as that is to say now it's kind of like nostalgic in a sense like it's weird to say that i finally have reached a point where i've accepted everything that i've gone through and everything that brought me to where i am now like even in my current personal situations mm -hmm. i i'm glad of how far that i've come as a person and i feel like my spirituality opening up into my inner subconscious and my inner spirituality has helped a lot with coming to terms with everything that has happened i don't want to blame it on my parents for me being um not really believing in god but forcing me to go to church every morning and then as the rebuttal to when i said i don't want to go well the devil's got gotcha. you just so you know that did not help the situation <laughs> it didn't make me want to go to church at all but i don't think i would change anything i wish i had more wisdom when i was a teenager because i did self-harm and i did feel guilty about how good i had it or i thought i had it and i was sitting here doing that to myself because now that i think about it it wasn't it wasn't for attention or anything it's because i had all these emotions about feeling guilty or about feeling that way that i was feeling and i was sad and i didn't understand it and i and that was the only way i knew how to get it out that was the only way i could i guess hold it in until it was about to overflow and bust up because they were very focused on my brother all through high school when he was in high school because he was going through his phase of being a rebellious teenager he didn't want to go to school mm. wasn't doing his work stuff like that and i was put on the back burner they weren't worried about me they obviously still fed me still cared for me they didn't ask me any questions they always argue over Caden it was Caden it was Caden it was Caden it was mostly Caden almost all through his high school it was always about Caden and I'm not saying they were bad parents they were not bad parents at all but that's essentially how I felt it's funny you say that though because my I still feel like it <laughs> my older sister looking back my older sister I feel bad for her because since I was the baby it was, was all about me mm -hmm. and she reta retaliated in a sense because my sister was always in trouble growing up like constantly my sister was always in trouble but what's funny about that is when it came time to me to become a big sister i actually accepted it a lot and i was the baby forever so i had all that attention but then whenever the attention shifted from me to my little sister I, I really didn't notice, to be honest, because I was so excited about having a little sister. Yeah. She had all my attention, too, all the time. Now, granted, she annoyed the shit out of me when she was able to start walking and talking, but <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't bother me like I noticed it bothered my sister. Like, I didn't crave that attention in a sense, I guess. Um, so I never really acted out in order to get attention. Well, see, I didn't really notice it until i asked my aunt she was like i'm gonna take you know olivia faith i'm sorry i just named them i'm gonna take olivia and faith they're my cousins i'm gonna take them and kate and we're gonna go out to eat and i was like oh can i come like can i go isn't your since you're taking the rest of them no honey you can't go with us tonight it's caden's day it's caden's night i was like well you're taking your kids with you to mm -hmm. celebrate why can't i go that's when it clicked with me i was like mm, cool I'm not saying I'm the black sheep because I'm 110 percent the black sheep. Like I get along so great with the majority of my family, mm -hmm. but being raised and not necessarily, 
I never got really any, I never got praised, I would say, for any of the work that I'd done. Like when I got, an, I, the only time I remember ever getting a praise was from my mom for passing spelling because we had stayed up and played Scrabble and she had done so much work to make sure that I passed my spelling test. That was the only time I think I remember my grandparents or my aunt or anybody praising me. My mom praised me a lot growing up. I mean, my mom praised me a lot, so did my dad. But, like, I never got any praise. And I don't care for my aunt. I stopped caring for my aunt the second I hit uh, high school when she looked at me and told me that men, uh, no man would like me because I had short hair and I dyed it all the time and I shouldn't put piercings in my face. I looked at her and I said, I'm not your fucking kid, so you can take that and you can leave. She didn't come to my graduation. She didn't get to see me graduate. She didn't get to see me succeed in anything. I still don't talk to her. The one time I did talk to her was when you decided to step on a fucking rusty nail. And that was the first time I talked to her in almost two and a half years. Sorry about that. Eh, she's in, she works. I mean, I like her. She's a good person sometimes. But Lord, when I tell you if I could 1v1 this woman and win, I would love to do it. <laughs> it's just because of her attitude. Her attitude's so bad. And her eldest daughter has the same attitude and acts the same. That's one of the reasons why I cut her eldest daughter off because I couldn't handle it. Now, her little sister, love her to death. Is she the smartest? Not really. I don't think some of her life decisions were the best, but she got a beautiful child out of it, and she's doing a thousand times better. I feel like this all turned into, instead of us talking about family. story. No, I feel like (laughs) instead of us just talking about, like, the differences within our families, I feel like this has turned into, like, a therapy session in a sense. It is. I have a lot on my chest. (laughs) Like, we're we're going deep into our childhood, I feel like. Well, I mean, we... If none of this had happened, we wouldn't be who we are. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that all trauma makes you who you are, but in a sense, it does. Mm -hmm. Like, do I like attention? Yes. Do I need it? No. But if I'm with somebody on a day-to-day basis, yeah, I would love your attention. And at the time, I was always around. I was always with my grandparents. And to have that, like, reinforced as a kid that you're not someone's priority and you're, you're one a kid. It just kind of knocks you out a little bit. Do you think that's kind of why you, your love language is like uh, affection, like like, like, like hugging, or... affection, but also like um, materialistic? Like, I would say so, and also because I remember when my dad lost his job, and mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't get a lot of stuff that we'd ask for as kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm materialistic in the sense of like when you tell me you want something and it's within my power to buy it, I'll buy it. Like if I got the money, you're getting it. That's the kind of like I do I buy that stuff for myself? No. <laughs> do I spend a lot of money on food? Yes. Do you try to spend a lot of money on me? Yes. Yes. And sometimes Have it kind of irks me. Yes. <laughs> That's that is that is one of my love languages, I will say that. And I'm very much a hugger. That I, I like not physical affection in the sense of like you do not have to like kiss me or anything. If you just give me a hug, I'm great. I love it. I love hugs. Hugs are like my thing. I love hugs. I'm a hugger. This is a little bit dark. Um, you had said something <laughs> earlier that I was going to comment on, and then we got onto another subject of it. As dark and demonic and twisted <laughs> as this sounds, we love those. No, this is bad. Oh shit! Okay, um, we don't love it then. <laughs> as bad as it sounds, because you were talking about how you wish that you had done self harm and stuff like that. Like I do, and I don't. As bad as this sounds, I I wouldn't change it. Well, not, yeah, not in one sense are. at all. The reason why I wouldn't change it is because one specific event. Because that night changed my perception. 
and I've only talked about this to a few people. I think I've briefly mentioned it to you before. The night that completely changed my view on my depression was um, one of the nights I was staying the night at my friend's house. Mm-hmm. And her mother's passed away now at this point. But, um, and, and that broke me when she passed away. But we were all staying, uh, I was staying at her house. We were all outside on the deck. We would sit out on the deck all the time. And I remember it was summertime. It was the warm air, kind of like, kind of like a night tonight, like tonight, except minus the rain. We were all sitting there and her mother noticed the cuts on my wrist. And I wore a lot of bracelets then to try to like hide it. Mm -hmm. Um, and she just immediately just started crying. And this woman was like a second mom to me and she meant a lot to me and she just starts crying and then i felt like i was about to start crying because she was crying over it and she told me about when she was wanting to do self-harm and told me about a situation where she wanted to end her life and everything and then proceeded to tell me in depth how much i meant to her and how much i meant to other people and what i was doing to myself when i became an adult i would feel not necessarily ashamed but disappointed in the fact that i can put that energy somewhere else Mm -hmm. and she proceeded to tell me there's always a light at the end of the tunnel pretty much the things that i say to people all the time do you see the stars the best at night all this other stuff like she and I'm not going to go into depth everything that she said to me that night, but everything she said to me that night has stuck with me to this day to where no matter how dark my life gets, I do my best to not physically hurt myself and to think, well, this is a shitty situation, but how can I take it and turn it into a lesson that will better me in the future or help someone else? Now, that night I stopped cutting almost all together have i relapsed a few times since then i have relapsed and even though i stopped cutting um i was trying to figure out a way to balance my emotions and balance my depression without hurting myself and i was just so full of anger all the time but i didn't want to hurt anyone and i didn't necessarily want to hurt myself either so i would black out and then i would start punching walls and it couldn't just be any wall it had to be a brick wall because i would have to feel the pain I guess, in a sense, on my knuckles. And I actually have scars, and I fractured a few knuckles from it. Um, and then I was able to get that under control once I <laughs> once I figured out how to control my emotions. And now I've gotten to where I can tell when I'm about to black out, because I've actually called you before whenever yeah. I knew I was about to start yeah. blacking out. we remember that. So since that night, I've probably only relapsed and cut myself maybe four times. And that was my the summer before my freshman year. So I've only relapsed and cut myself four times since then. I can't tell you. I started... I started it... Dad listened to a radio radio station. They said, here are some symptoms. Go to this website. He went to the website. I evidently showed almost all the symptoms. And he's like, go to her room. Um, My parents were tough love. 110%. I lost so many privileges as a human. When they found that out, it was, I had no door. Going Has in, a gloss to his door, too. Going into high school, or actually in the middle of high school, because that's when they really found out. I think I was a sophomore. I believe I was a sophomore. 
My mom didn't take anything away from me, but she did threaten to put me in a mental hospital. That's what, see, the first time I ever was about to tell my mom, we were driving back from my grandparents' uh, hardware store, and I said, Mom, what would you do if I told you I was, I was depressed? And she's like, I, I was like, or what would you do if I told you that I was, I was, you know, harming myself? She's like, I'd throw you in the mental hospital. She's like, I would tell you, I would, I would take you somewhere. And then she actually physically found out that I was doing it. And she's like, I hope you didn't take that literally. And I was like, well, yeah, I took it literally. I thought you were going to freaking send me away if you found out. Oh, no, my mom was going to send me to a mental hospital. (laughs) Well, I didn't think my mom actually thought that I was doing it because of how much trust that we did have. And then that was something else that kind of fucked up my relationship with her at the time was because we do have a really good bond. We have a really great bond. But that kind of knocked it down a couple of pegs. And I mean, when I lost my privileges, guys, I couldn't shave without my mom being in the room. I would legit shave my legs and stuff, and she would have to be in the in the bathroom with me. Would she watch? No. She would read a book, turn her turn her face toward the other way. Essentially just listening or she something. She would just be there to make sure that I wasn't doing it, because most of the time I would do it in my room or in the bath or in the shower. That's legit only three places I ever done it. I could not wear long sleeves. I had to wear tank tops and shorts at all times inside the house. If we went anywhere and I had to wear a jacket, I had to roll the sleeves up. And I mean, they made me bear my scars out there in the world. Like I, I was like, can I wait till they heal? They're like, no, They're like, you're going to, you're going to, this is what you done. This is what, this is your repercussions of it. I finally got my door back and shit. I, every time I relapsed, I would go straight to my mom and she took away all my knives. All the sharp objects I had, I, I literally felt like I was a mental institution. I couldn't have an actual knife to cut anything. It had to be a butter knife. She's like, and you're lucky you're getting a butter knife. I'm thankful that my mom didn't take away my privileges, but my mom never really grounded me either. She would, she would ground me, quote unquote. But then with like an hour or two after she calmed down and everything, we would sit, we would talk, and then she would unground me. They... The but, more I think about it, the more I think they could have handled it better. But at the same time, I'm glad they done it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's one of the reasons why I relapsed so much is because of how quickly it was taken away. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a sit down and talk and say, hey, what's going on? It was a sit down. This is what we're doing. What's going on with you? And it was immediately action right then and there. I think that my mom probably could have handled it better because my mom, she's gotten better about it here the past couple of years. Yeah. but. Growing up, for me and growing up for my older sister, she was quick to anger and she would yell at everything she was thinking. Yeah. And now don't get me wrong, sometimes yelling can get a point across because it sticks in your head, but it can also make it worse in a yeah. sense. Um, And my mom and I never... Even to this day, I don't think we've ever really sat down and talked about why I did it. But I think the reason why my mom acted how she did was because she was scared, in a sense. Yeah. Um, because she probably thought that I wanted to kill myself. She probably thought that I was probably going to try to run away because my older sister used to try to run away a lot. She probably was thinking like worst case scenario situations and it freaked her out because I was, I'm, I'm kind of, even though I'm not her baby baby, I'm still her, her baby. Yeah, you're still her kid. 
Yeah, she's and still worried about you. We still have a really strong bond, even if it's not like the most positive bond. We still had a strong bond. So I get why it made her upset. I completely understand it. Don't think she should have yelled at me how she did and said some of the things that she said <laughs> or threatened to put me in a mental hospital. Yeah. Because then I just got better about hiding it. I still didn't even, I don't think, when I relapsed, I didn't even give a shit. It was just like, I was fuzzy brained mm -hmm. almost. Like I had like a fog over my brain. It was just find the sharpest object you can and do it. And I relapsed when I was 18. I relapsed when I was 19. And then I haven't relapsed since. So I've been quote unquote relapse free for the last like three years, roughly four. Last time I relapsed was two years ago. Is that when you got them? No, I'm no. talking about like actually cut oh, myself. That yes. But I didn't do like you didn't. You it, did, it doesn't matter how deep you do it. I, I get, it. <laughs> but I didn't scratch. do that deep. Yeah, it was more like a scratch. It wasn't me like actual cutting. Which even when I did actually cut, it was never like with the. I've never cut myself with a razor blade. I did not trust myself enough with that. It was always like something that was makeshifted. Like I would cut um, a gift card or a or, or debit card into a point where it was sharp enough to break skin, or I would break the seashells like we talked about yeah. in that one video. It was something that was makeshifted that it would draw blood, but it wouldn't be like a sharp object. Mine was razor blades and could not be me. <laughs> um, I had a pretty, pretty blue knife that was gifted to me. And now I, I honestly don't know where that knife is. It was a really pretty blue knife. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, I don't have that knife anymore. Don't know where it went. But family's toxic as fuck. Uh, you're toxic and in my family probably don't talk to you probably why or if i'm not any if, if i'm not getting anything from you in the sense of like growing as a person and i just find you annoying probably not talking to you i'm an asshole i guess when it comes to family because i really do not care if you are family or not the second that i feel like you were no longer respecting me as a person i'm not gonna really care that's just me though this has definitely turned into a therapy session. Welcome to therapy session. <laughs> Tell me how you're feeling today. <laughs> I would... How does that make you feel? It's really weird to, like, because I've never really thought about it. But now that I'm thinking about it, it is weird that I wouldn't change anything from my childhood. I just wish I had more wisdom as a kid. Like, the wisdom that I had now, I wish I had then. Simply because I just feel like I wouldn't have put myself in some situations that I put myself in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be who I am today. I feel like I could have been better if I had the wisdom now. That's just me, though. Well, I guess I have the same wisdom because everybody says I'm pretty much the same me, person. Yeah. Everybody, like, friends that, that I haven't seen since graduation, I'll hang out with them now, and they're like, you literally have not changed at all. Well, that's because you knew who you were at a young age, though. In a sense. You still had some idea. I feel like that's partially because I had to grow up at an early age. I, f I feel like I had to, I feel like I had no choice but to mature at an early age. I used to feel like I just wasn't meant for this generation. Because I'm so, I'm such an old lady. I'm sorry. I'm such an old lady. 
I sleep most of my days, obviously. I'm an old lady. I don't think I was meant for this generation. Yet here we are. Positive or negative, I feel like my mom was a big impact on my life. And I feel like Sierra was my reason for continuing to try to be the best version of myself that I could be. My older sister, she she had a pretty big impact on my life. My brother, even though we don't see eye to eye on practically anything. I do wish that I had a better relationship with my brother. That is one that is one experience that I could have had but didn't and what's weird about that is as an adult i don't have a, an adult or a teenager i don't have that sense of a relationship with my brother even though i have a brother but when i was really young i felt my first kind of sense of having a brother um it was the second time we went to go pick him up because he was going to stay with us for a while um we went and picked him up on our way back like on our way to tennessee um me and him were sitting in the truck with my uncle um and i laid my head on his shoulder and he laid his head on my head and we just watched watched the scenery like it it was weird and it was my first time knowing kind of what it feels like to have a brother in a sense and i feel like that's the only time that my brother and i have ever had a moment together like oh, a so like you co-existed co yeah like as bad as it sounds my brother this sounds really bad i forget that i have a brother in well, a way just have a relationship with him. we mean... don't but that one moment is the only moment that i can remember where i genuinely felt like i had a brother i can tell you that i have a brother considering that we reenacted star wars in front of my mom to get her to laugh and then we also walked around with hampers on our backs because we wanted to get crabs. Oh, he also knocked all my teeth out. Like, anytime I had a loose tooth, I would just go straight to Caden, and he would just touch my mouth for some reason. Like, he would just pull on my, like, my jaw. My teeth would fall out. Every single time. That, I never had to do the tooth, tooth strength. I never had to do any of that. Caden! All my teeth would fall out. He also punched me one time. That was funny. He punched me really hard one time, and he knocked a tooth out. A tooth that I didn't know was loose or didn't think was loose. Another good experience with my brother was my 13th birthday. Him and his girlfriend at the time, he had a, the girl he was dating at the time. Um, they, they both came down for my 13th birthday. And that was a fun experience. Even though we didn't really interact with each other directly that much. But as far as a one-on-one -on -one scenario, that, that time in the truck is the only time that I remember actually having like a bonding experience with my brother. I have a lot. Like, me and my brother, when we first moved into the house that we live in, um, the hardwood wasn't entirely finished, so we would sleep in each other's bedrooms. And even after the hardwood was done, he had bunk beds, so we would just sleep in his room. I always wanted a bunk bed. Never got one. We did. Uh, that's the bunk bed that I uh, went oh. <laughs> on, and I was like, bro, I hate bunk beds. Fuck that shit. I love bunk beds. No, thanks. Every time I would go to my friend's houses that had bunk beds, it always made me happy. Well, would you look at that? I think we're gonna hit hit our first hour. <laughs> Isaac's always like, "Y'all need to go to an hour." Look at that. We accidentally hit an hour because we got into a therapy session. Not a bad thing. We talked about a lot. Yeah. Recap, I guess. And then everybody's gonna be listening. Like, God dang, why How much longer? <laughs> Not just that, but God, y'all talking about a lot of deep shit. Why are we talking about this deep shit? We've always been that way. 
Yeah, but I feel like this one we've really lost that... track of time and, and really got in depth. Into we did. It. Do you think that having the relationships with your siblings helped you develop relationships in like friendships and stuff? In any kind of sense? I think if anything, it brought on my mother like motherly instincts because I've always been kind of the mom of the group, kept mm -hmm. everybody in check. I was there to like kind of nurture my friends when they were upset when they were going through something or something like that i've always been the person that people come to for advice as weird it is as it's to say i think that the reason why that i am how i am now is i built myself into the person that i wish that i had when i was yeah. younger and i think that's probably why i am the way that i am with my little sister because if i think about it how I treat her is how I wish that I wish I had someone yeah. treating me. I'm a crackhead. Which my mom talks about how like I I he's here too much and I'm and I joke too hard. But hey, I've built a personality on her. I'm proud to say she's that. a little ass. Yeah, but you can't bully her. True. You can't. True. I've I've mm. built I've gotten her to the point where she has comebacks. If you she say something to her... She hurts a grown-ass adult's feelings. Can we just say that? She can. And it's funny because she's so quiet and stuff and you wouldn't think that. Oh boy, the second though... <laughs> say something to her. Say something. second you say something that is like either out of line or she just, she just has a rebuttal for, mm -hmm. fucking say it. My mom always talks about how she's a smartass and I'm like, yep, she is hurts my feelings every time i don't like it like when you guys start roasting each other i'm secretly in the background like don't mention me don't mention me <laughs> you'll be laughing just to make us think that we don't need to be jumping on you and then <laughs> if we jump on to you i'm instantly like hey what did i do i don't i don't i just can't roast people i'm not and i can't like and that's another thing me and my brother i honestly don't think we didn't ever really like full-on fight my mom will attest to that she's like you guys went from like being each other's asses to not talking at all there was no like i've fought with both of my older siblings when he and him never really fought fought there was one time he looked at me he said i don't know what's going on with you he said but you are a bitch he's like you're being a bitch right now and i was like that's good now what's fucking wrong for me that was when i was going through hormonal changes and i was being a complete nutter asshole for no reason i'm still an asshole for no reason to him anyway but that's just because he's my brother and it's funny i have really bad resting bitch face and i think i got that from my mom a hundred and ten percent i love your mama though but when she is like completely out of it and you, she's not noticing she does have a resting bitch face it's kind of scary yeah i got my resting. i bitch love you but it's scary <laughs> yeah i got it from my mom um well i think this is a good spot for us to leave off on we're at the hour mark yeah um well this has been th very therapeutic i think i think it's been very nice talking to you about this i'm sure there will be a therapy th therapy session part two maybe even an english course for pronunciation mancani <laughs> education for me i've been out here for way too fucking long <laughs> exit um i'm i'm slurring two words together but uh thank you guys for listening if you made it to this this far into the podcast you a real og yeah you're real dedicated or real bored or both cleaning or listening while you're at work or something Karen. 
Karen. <laughs> We're just gonna like drop sl- little things at the end of each podcast down to him. Hey, he wanted to be a little bitch ass about it. We appreciate your feedback, Karen. I don't. I do. Stop being a bitch. He thinks you're being serious. <laughs> she, Good. She means well. She's just trying to tease you too much. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh huh. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, le- leave us some feedback, some messages, or comments. Um, Q&A coming up soon, so send us some messages on Facebook, or hopefully by then it'll be Facebook, uh, Facebook actual page. page. Yeah. I couldn't English write that. I couldn't think yeah, of Yeah, I could tell. Or Instagram. Help me. Or our Instagram, um, raven underscore a honey badger. Um. Again, thank you for your continued support. Uh, but yeah. Bye, Bye winches. winches. Also, uh, actually, before what? we leave, leave. Oh, okay. Uh, it's my birthday. Well, by the time this is posted, this yeah. is the day after my birthday. So, uh, he's old. I'm 24. I, well, future Adri's 24, current Adri's 23, because that's how numbers work. Um, <laughs> But uh, since we're at the end of the Leo Zodiac, ha- happy birthday to all the Leos and welcome in the Virgos. Virgo time of the year. Okay, mm-hmm. now I'm good to go, guys. Sorry. Bye, Bye winches. winches.